What is up, Shark Nation? It is football Friday, and it is a big one. It is the hometown showdown. May River traveling to Bluffton tonight. Kickoff at 7.30. We'll get into that game a little bit later. Also, in segment two, we'll go over some game information, where to park, and some other details for all the Shark fans out there. Um, of course, we'll end our show, last segment, with our world-famous college pick'em. But first, we got some Shark Athletics, some updates this week and what's going on this weekend and into early next week. First, we got our JV football team. The Baby Shark football team rolled over Bluffton last night, 34-8. Tanner Macy got the Sharks off early with a 65-yard touchdown run on the first play from scrimmage. Gage Duncan added a touchdown on a pick six later in the half, and the Sharks cruised home from there. JV will host Beaufort next Thursday, kickoff at 6.30. Girls Tennis. Girls Tennis dropped a region match to a very tough Hilton Head team, six matches to zero this week. Good news is the Sharks remain in the final spot in the South Carolina High School League playoff with a big match upcoming versus Beaufort High School next week. Girls Golf. The ladies golf team continued their dominance in region play and improved to 18-0 on their senior night. Kylie Bowes was your low medalist for the Sharks with a 39, as May River posted a total of 168. Robin Zatrauer finished with a strong 40. Claire Green, excuse me, Claire Green added a 43. Haley Apperspot added a 46, and Ava Cunningham finished with a 52. Great job, girls! As they are beginning to get close to the state tournament and defending their state championship, they seem to be rounding into form and playing good golf. Good luck, girls! Cross country. One quick update on cross country. We had a huge race from the girls last weekend who won the very prestigious Wendy's Invitational. The last Shark team to win that race was your 2019 boys team who went on to win the 3A state championship. Will that ring true for your ladies this season? Stay tuned and we will find out. Volleyball. May River split this week with Lucy Beckham in Colleton County. They fell in the pivotal matchup, unfortunately, at Lucy Beckham keeping them in third place in the region, but bounced back nicely last night against Colleton County on their senior night in straight sets 3-0. to zero. Congratulations to the seniors on a great career at May River and keep it going this year. Swim, and we find, finally we have a huge weekend for swim for both the boys and girls team. On Saturday, the ladies will travel to North Charleston, and on Monday the boys will head up to the same aquatic center in North Charleston for their state championship. We want to wish the following girls good luck. Mia Yemek, Hannah Yemek, Stella Pelger, Lily Bostwick, Shelby Gorley, Addison Gorley, Skylar Thornton, Olivia Court, and Christina Gluck. Good luck, ladies. Again, they swim tomorrow, Saturday. Watch Twitter. We'll have as many updates as I can give on Twitter. But good luck, ladies, tomorrow. And we'd also like to wish the following boys good luck on Monday. They will travel back up to North Charleston on Monday for their state championship. We want to wish good luck Patrick Carr, Maximus Weidekamper, Ryan Mooney, Christopher Fewers, and Jacob Lally. Good luck, gentlemen, and we will keep you updated on Twitter Monday afternoon as well. Good luck to our swim team and their state championships. All right, great job, Shark Athletics. We're going to take a break, hear a word from our sponsor, and we will be back with information regarding tonight's football game, where to park, and all that good stuff. All right, we'll be right back. Shark Radio is brought to you by Low Country Lawn Systems, a new and upcoming business. LCLS specializes in yard drainage, irrigation, and landscape installs. 
Call Low Country Lawn Systems with all of your outdoor yard needs today. All right, welcome back to Sharp Radio. This is usually the segment where we have a coach on or a senior on and have an interview. But today we're going to go over some game information for the folks traveling over to Bluffton for this year's installment of the Hometown Showdown against the Bobcats. Tickets are currently online. We recommend you purchase a ticket today online. It's much easier and quicker to get in. You can go to BluftonBobcatsAthletics.com. If you go to the More tab, you'll see their ticket link there. Just click on that ticket link and pick the game, um, which is obviously tonight's game you want to purchase. Um, the gates will open at 6.30 p.m. If you do get a ticket, you can come in at 6.30, not before. Tickets will go offline at 4.30 p.m. Doesn't mean you can't get a ticket. If you haven't gotten one online, you may purchase one at the gate with a debit or credit card only. No cash sales. The tickets will go offline again at 4.30 p.m. If you don't get one before 4.30, you can get a ticket at the gate, but with a debit or credit card only. Bluffton fans, you will park in zone A, B, and C off of McCracken Circle. May River fans, your primary parking is at the McCracken Middle Bluffton Elementary Zone E. Okay, you will park and we will enter in the back side of the stadium. They will have our ticket area under the pavilion out by their track and we will enter on our side of the stadium. May River fans, the overflow parking, if the McCracken Middle and Bluffton Elementary Zones are full, our overflow parking is at Bluffton High School Zone C. Okay, that's Bluffton High School Zone C if the McCracken and Bluffton Elementary Zones are full. And then you would enter the normal side, the Bluffton side, and just walk up walk onto our side once you get into the stadium. Again, kindergarten and under, you're free. Masks are recommended for spectators. Try to keep your distance if possible. Again, Beaufort County has a clear bag, no bag policy. Make sure you have that. There'll be no re-entry without a new ticket. So do not leave unless you plan on buying a new ticket and no one is allowed to enter after the end of the third quarter. Obviously, you want to be there long before that, but no one is allowed back into the stadium at the end of the third quarter. Bluffton will be supplying drinks, small concessions on our side. They will put restrooms on the May River side as well. Feel free and welcome to use the main concession stand and the main restrooms if you would like. Hopefully that will just kind of ease some of the weight line, putting the concession stand on our side um, for drinks and small concessions and a couple restrooms. But again, feel free to use the main concessions and restrooms if needed. Should have a good game tonight. Weather's going to be kind of sketchy this afternoon, but hopefully tonight kind of breaks up, clears up a little, so we can play some good football. Should be a good game tonight. Um, don't think it's going to go quite like it has the last couple of years where May Rivers dominated the series. Bluffton you know, has a great passing attack. Um, they scored scored 49 points in the second half last week at Colleton. So they have a very formidable passing attack. The Sharks will have to slow down. You know, be Sharks grinding it out, running the ball on the ground probably against Bluffton's air attack. So it should be a good football game. Again, kickoff is at 7.30. Gates will open at 6.30 p.m. Tickets are currently on sale online at BluftonBobcatsAthletics.com. If you do not get a ticket by 4.30, they will shut that link down, but you can still get a ticket at the gate with a debit or credit card only. Hope to see everyone out there. Again, kickoff at 7.30. Good luck, Sharks, and we will be back with College Pick'em. 
Shark Radio is sponsored by Palmetto Bug Company, a commercial and residential bug control solution. Owned and operated by an educational professional, we make customer service a priority. Palmetto Bug Company. All right, welcome back. Shark Radio, it's college pick'em time. Football Friday, hometown showdown, May River traveling to Bluffton later tonight, probably in the rainstorm. But first, we got college pick'em. We got 10 games for you. We're going to go in the Red River rivalry shootout. I think I said that right. Oklahoma minus three versus Texas. Should be a good game. Oklahoma not getting too many points this week. Coach Powell, we're going to start with you today. Who you like? What do you got? I guess we're letting the people who had the worst pick'ems last week start it off because I was absolutely terrible. That is correct. <clears throat> last week. However, I think the uh, team that we're going to pick in game six would absolutely love to have my record right now. Yeah. And we'll get to that a little bit later. That's going to be a little sneaky surprise for some of y'all. Um, <clears throat> I mean, we're talking about Oklahoma, Texas here. Always been a really good rival. Oklahoma has pretty much dominated this series as of late. We talk about the quarterbacks and how Oklahoma had is a Heisman winner as they've had first-round draft picks at quarterback. The Spencer Rattler guy comes into the season as the Heisman favorite. And Oklahoma it hasn't lost, but they haven't really blown anybody out yet. Um, so they've they continue to slip in the rankings, but they've found a way to win. And in college football, that's incredibly important, winning. Um, Texas suffered a bad loss to Arkansas, and after Arkansas got pummeled uh, last week, it makes it look even worse. But I've been watching Texas. Texas have a, has a really, really, really good running back. Um, I think in terms of uh, – uh, yards after contact, he's one of the best in the country. I think he might be the best in, in the last 10 years, if I'm not mistaken. I think behind that guy that played for Clemson named uh, Travis Etn. Uh, with that being said, I think this is the year Texas with Steve Sarkeesian, I think is one of the best play callers in college football. I'm going to have to go with Texas to get this, getting three points. Wow. <clears throat> not bad, pal. That's, that's not bad. And that running back you talked about, uh, BJN Robinson, he, he is – Really, really good. As you said, I talked about him a couple weeks ago, so I'm sure that's how you heard about him. But uh, I think he does Not a really good really. job of making people miss. You know, I, I watched Texas. I watched quite a bit of their game against TCU last week, and he, he is really good. He makes a lot of people miss, but he has to make a lot of people miss. Um, Texas receivers, they dropped like three or four very catchable balls that were big in that game against TCU that kept that game a lot closer um, than, it, than it really should have been. You know, Oklahoma, it's been well documented. They've been struggling a little bit, um, maybe a little bit of loss of focus because they were always favored by so many. I think Texas gets their full attention. Oklahoma, I believe, has won 13 in a row. You know, watching Texas last week, I think Sarkeesian is really good. I'm not sure he quite has the pieces yet because he looked a little, <clears throat> the play calling. It, was, it wasn't bad, but it just it wasn't as innovative as I expected last week. So I, for that reason, I'm going to go Oklahoma here. Reluctantly, I was torn, but I'm going to say the Sooners, just because it's a tight spread, they, they cover late. Big game for Texas. Oklahoma comes down to Texas, grabs a lot of players. Part of the reason why Nebraska has struggled, they went to the Big Ten, and slowly that Texas pipeline has dried up. Um, Sarkeesian wants to close the doors, get the players he wants at Texas, a lot like Mac Brown did. I think he'll have his guys ready. Oklahoma has been very unimpressive. Um, I think Texas wins a close one, or I think Oklahoma wins by four touchdowns. I'm going to go with Texas in a close one, though, and I'll take the points. 
All right, next, Maryland traveling to Columbus. Up in the Midwest, Coach Whitmore, your team, start with you. Who do you like? Yeah, let's go, Bucks. We ain't talking about the Big Ten not getting Texas guys. The Buckeyes don't have any trouble getting guys out of Texas. Got a bunch of guys from there. Deep pockets um, in Ohio State. Oh, Deep okay, pockets. yeah. They started a church, I think. Oh, wait, no, that was – yeah. yeah. Let's not get into that. Um, yeah, Maryland, you know, they were they were undefeated, and they ran into a buzzsaw in, in Iowa last week. You know, Iowa's rolling. Um, but, you know, they got blown out. I think it was 51-14, something like that. Um, but Maryland turned the ball over seven times. You know, they got two of his little brother. I think you say it, Talia, um, is their quarterback. He's pretty dynamic. Ohio State's defense is certainly not on the level of Iowa's, but it is improving. The Buckeyes look to have started to find their stride a little bit. Quarterback C.J. Stroud, I, I really think he, you know, that week off, <clears throat> when you know, a couple weeks ago when they played Akron, I think it gave him a new perspective on things. I think he was able to rest his shoulder and get a little bit healthier. He was much more accurate last week. He ran the ball a few times, which is a dimension that Ohio State has not utilized uh, up to that point. And when you get that running quarterback going a little bit, you know, it just really gives the defense something else to, to worry about. 21 is a big number here. I think this thing probably stays right about to that point. It's a question of whether or not Ohio State can get a late score to put it over that number, or if Maryland gets a, a late score to kind of get that backdoor cover. I'm going to say the Buckeyes and their young defense is starting to find it, and the Buckeyes cover at home. Good pick there, Coach Whitmore. Maryland, they're Maryland. Um, everybody was high on them. They got started off out the gate 4-0 with great defeats versus West Virginia, Howard, Illinois, and Kent State. Um not very, very good teams at all. I thought you said West Virginia was good like a couple weeks ago. Uh, I don't recall. Okay. Um, <clears throat> that was early in the year. Early in the year. Oh, early in the year. Okay. Early, oh. early, early in the year. Um, I think Ohio State. You know, everybody was had big question marks on them after about two or three games. Um, Ohio State is back. Okay. Uh, I think Ohio State is figuring it out. They're going to make this push um, to get themselves in that Final Four. Ohio State at home, it's not going to be close. I'm thinking, I'm thinking 28-35. Maryland is not good. Tua is going to continue to struggle against Ohio State. This is a get-right game for their defense. It is a blowout. Yeah, I'm taking the Buckeyes. I'm a fan of Maryland's head coach. Not sure how he continues to get jobs, but I'm going Buckeyes big. Rolls them. They win by 35. All right, next, both teams coming off tough losses. Arkansas at Ole Miss. Ole Miss, two-point favorites. Coach Powell, what do you got? Man, I was disappointed last week. I thought Ole Miss had arrived, and then they played that NFL team called Alabama, and it was not even close. However, I know it seems pretty odd to say something like this, but had Ole Miss had scored that first possession, instead of getting stopped on fourth down at the one or two, I do think that changes the dynamic of the game. Um, I know this. Lane Kiffin doesn't like to get embarrassed, all right? I think he, you know, he was very excited. Yeah, yeah, well, maybe that too. Um, I know he got a lot of popcorn delivered to his house this week. I saw that all over Twitter where right before the pregame, he spikes the headset and tells them to get their popcorn ready. And a bunch of popcorn has showed up at his house this week because they didn't watch much – wasn't much popcorn eating going on last week. Um, Arkansas, I think, started out the gate. Well, everybody was very excited against them. But, again, they got two top 25 wins, but those are against Texas, Texas A&M, and neither one of those are as impressive as we once thought, and they got routed by UGA last week. Um, within a 
a field goal here. Ole Miss is way too explosive on offense. I still think their quarterback is a Heisman candidate if he can just stop playing Alabama. Therefore, I'm going Ole Miss Rebels by 10. Nice. I like the, <clears throat> I like the pick, pal. You know, I, I went eight and two last week in case anybody at home was wondering. And the, the, two, got a spreadsheet. the, the two losses were ones that, I you know, if you're part of my family, you shouldn't do. I picked against Tennessee. They covered. I picked against <clears throat> or I picked for Lane Kiffin and they got embarrassed. And now you put me back on this game. But you said, you know, Ole Miss offense, I think it's too explosive for Arkansas. Um, Arkansas's defense is decent, uh, but I don't know. I just – I think this being a tight spread, Ole Miss coming back home, I think, yes, they're a little embarrassed, but I don't think it's embarrassing to the point where it's shameful to them. I think it embarrassed them to the point that it gets their attention, okay, so in a positive way. Ole Miss rolls at home. I'm saying double digits. Yeah, I'm taking Ole Miss home team. Not enough points. Going Rebels. All right, South Carolina traveling up the road at Tennessee. Tennessee, 12-point favorites. Coach Whitmore, what do you like? Yeah, this game's kind of – the numbers moved down a little bit here, I think. You know, we take the numbers from early in the week. And, uh, you know, I was looking at the standings, SEC standings early in the week, and South Carolina is behind Vanderbilt in the <laughs> SEC standings. you believe that? Commodores! Now, neither one has an SEC win, but <clears throat> Vanderbilt only has one SEC loss. Obviously, South Carolina is a better team than that. But I just found that amusing. Uh, Tennessee, you know, I think they found something at Mizzou last week. They scored more points, you know, than they had since I can ever remember. Um, Hooker, their quarterback, he's a difference maker. He's really accurate. Um, I think that's the difference here. I think Tennessee rolls at home. They got the black uniforms going. Uh, I think they look pretty sharp. The, ki the kids will be excited. The fans will be excited. Rocky Top rolls in Neyland Stadium. Good pick there, Coach Whitmore. And, yes, that when I actually – you told me of that stat, that was actually kind of funny because based off the two teams I've seen, I'm definitely going to come down to the most losses as opposed to wins in that conference between those two teams. Um, but Tennessee at home, you know, when it, early on in the year, Tennessee, we thought when they didn't look very good against Bowling Green, they ended up winning by 30. But we early on were like, yeah, maybe they're not very good. Well, then they lost a close game to Pitt, which I think is a top 25 team. I think Pitt is really good defensively, and they can score. Um, so they lost to them close, and they kind of got beat up kind of bad against Florida, but then they absolutely routed Mizzou. Their ability to score points bodes problems for South Carolina because South Carolina cannot score points. Um, they're averaging, you know, around 22 a game, and I think once a, one a game has been a defensive touchdown. That's not going to happen this week. Tennessee at home, this could be a, a game that gets their program back right. They're wearing the black uniforms. They got their led. They're led by a South Carolina prog out of out of Terion Evans out of Hartsville, South Carolina, as a Tennessee running back. I'm gonna go go Vols. I think I picked more real cocky every single time this podcast um, season. I'm gonna go against the panel. I'm gonna roll with cocky, keeping within 12. I don't think they're gonna win. I think their defense will actually play pretty decent, keep them in the game. I'm gonna take South Carolina and the points. All right, next, between the hedges game, we got Georgia minus 16 traveling to Auburn. Who we got? Coach Whitmore, Coach Powell, you're up first. Who do you like? Uh, every week I say Georgia's offense is not very good. Georgia's offense is not very good, and then they prove me wrong. Um, I think they're going to start with um, the quarterback who played the last couple weeks at uh, uh, all, uh, Georgia, excuse me. I think JT Daniels is still a little bit we banged up. another Stetson Bennett sighting? Uh, I think so, not 100% on that. Uh, but he's played particularly well. 
Um, I don't think Auburn is going to be able to score on, on Georgia. Okay. Um, you know, Auburn squeaked by Georgia State on a missed call late in the game. Um, a lot of, uh, you know, media attention on that. I don't think Auburn's very good. Um, not nearly as good as Georgia. I think Georgia, with that line, but it's slightly over two touchdowns, which is concerning, but it's under 17. I'm going to have to go Georgia Bulldogs. They need to prove why they're the second best team in the country. Man, that's a tough one here. Stetson Bennett, baby. That's all you need to know. Stetson Bennett is a tough kid, a little undersized, but he, he actually played pretty well last week. A little week. undersized. Um, yeah, just a little undersized. <clears throat> um, you know, I'm looking at my sheet here, and I have actually both schools uh, circled because I, I didn't know who I was picking. At one point I was picking Auburn, then I was picking Georgia, then I had Auburn again. But, you know, this thing being – I think Georgia certainly wins. I think this thing being over two touchdowns scares me, but the fact that it's under two touchdowns and a field goal – I'm going to roll with the dogs until they until they bite me. So I'm going Georgia. Yeah, I'm going to take Georgia in the defense. Their defense is just so dominant. I just can't score against them. <clears throat> um, I'm going to take all those points on the road. A little scary, but I'm taking Georgia as well. All right, next, the Toilet Bowl. The worst matchup in podcast history. And quite frankly, two of the worst teams in America, them and the fighting Wesley Starks out of New Mexico State. But we got UConn minus two heading to UMass, the Minutemen. Oh, baby, how are we going to pick this one? Coach Whitmore, what do you like? Oh, UConn and UMass, bunch of non-winning programs. This is terrible. I think, uh, you know, they just grabbed the local high school kids to come up and play for them because they're running out of players. This this game is pathetic. No other way to describe it. UConn is favored somehow. You know, UMass can score some points when the game's a blowout. Um, I don't see this thing being a blowout, though. Um, UConn actually hung with Vandy, that powerhouse, SEC powerhouse Vandy. Uh, Vandy got a late field goal to beat them. Um, UConn did fire their coach uh, shortly into the season. Randy Edsall, who was there at one point, had some success, moved on and got a bigger job, came back to UConn. He said he was going to retire at the end of the year. They said, uh, no, thanks. You can just leave today. And uh, But since that since that point, they have actually their scores have gotten a little better. They've improved a little bit. Um, UMass, I still haven't seen enough to pick them against anybody. Um, so I'll go with the Huskies. UConn on the road, getting the cover on a late field goal. A late field goal. Man, might be 3 nothing. That, but they're getting it. Guys. Uh, how does Vegas even put a line on this? <laughs> like, how do you even anticipate what to do here? I mean, it, this is this is man. These two teams are bad, bad, bad teams. Um, however, I have watched UConn a little bit lately, and they have a quarterback who's the brother of the backup quarterback at Clemson. He's oh. he's pretty exciting. Maybe he could have should have gotten recruited by Clemson and played there. Maybe brother we could complete a pass. Backup sister's uncle. Not quite that far, okay. but we're getting close, okay? okay. But um, somebody's got to win this game, okay? This is college football, so there's no such thing as ties. There would be a tie in the NFL. <laughs> yes, correct. There's no tie. doubt about this. This would definitely be a tie. But because it's college football and they do have to have a winner, um, and this number is obviously below a field goal for anybody, the Huskies showed a little life last week um, up late against Vanderbilt. Um, that's one of those SEC teams. Maybe South this currently ahead of South Carolina. But anyways, I'm going to actually go with the Huskies as well here. I think the Huskies' ability to score as of late, you know, they lost a tight one to Wyoming, who's not terrible, scored a little bit against Army, couldn't stop them. But I, I'm going to actually have to go with the Huskies here 
And, guys, this is going to be the biggest celebration this weekend in college football, whoever may win. But if Huskies win, it's they're tearing down goalposts. Yeah, UConn, easy pick. they they got to be way better than UMass. I'm taking UConn, Huskies, minus two. All right, next, po- quite possibly the worst top four matchup in the history of college football. Penn State travels to Iowa. Pick them. Coach Powell, we like this. isn't wrestling season either. This is actually football. This is I was going to say, boys, if this if this was wrestling, there would be 100,000 in the middle of the stadium there. would be excited to watch that. It would be all over Twitter, Facebook, as the two powerhouses defending national champions versus the – three or four time defending champions prior to that, but we're talking football and um, I I like Iowa. Okay. At Iowa, Iowa, you know, had a a setback a couple weeks ago. Didn't play particularly well. Everybody started to question how they were. And then they came out in fashion last week against a team that's not very good, but I've, I've since started talking about how I think Penn state is a little better than I thought. They're starting to get excited about their offensive coordinator or a first game of the season, it looked like, man, what a terrible hire. But they started picking the offense up. They feel a little bit more comfortable, and that only is going to happen as they continue to grow. But I like Iowa's ability to run the football. This is Big Ten. They play stingy defense. They have Penn State figured out. I'm definitely going to go with the under here if that was an option. Um, but with Iowa at home, I'm saying Iowa is the better team. I'm saying Iowa wins. All right, pal, I got a stat for you. You're going to oh, love boy. this. You actually are going to like this. I will love it. And you're going to – Run your mouth, I know, but if you think about it, this is the first Big Ten matchup of top five teams without Ohio State or Michigan since 1962. That's a long time. That's a long time. But that's actually not surprising. My my dad was 10. But I think if you take pretty much most conferences and you take their best two teams out of there, that stat would probably hold true for most of them. Um, Yeah, you talked about Penn State's offense. Remember – Couple of years ago, when you liked that little quarterback from Oklahoma State, yeah, remember that? I do. Yeah, you know who his offensive coordinator was? Mike Yersich. That's the guy that's at Penn State. That's the guy's at Penn State. He was at Ohio State for a little bit. But Bounced they don't have the bit. quarterback at Oklahoma State, so that's where the problem is. No, they, they don't have him, but they do have Sean Clifford, who's playing very well this year. Okay, oh, see. he's he's probably he'd fit right in with us. Um, but yeah, he, he's a you know experienced guy. He's been there a long time. Kid out of uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, good player, Iowa. Yeah, they've been relying on that defense. They play sound football. You know, they. I, I always look at them and I look at a game like this. I'm like, man, can they get all those turnovers? Can they? But they just keep doing it. You know, <coughs> this game comes down to the fact that it's that it's at at Iowa. Okay, Kinnick Stadium is one of the hardest places to play in the country. Um, those fans will be rowdy. I, I've heard some stories from people about things that happen to them when they've gone to Iowa as, as a visitor, not so pleasant things. I don't know if they still have the pink locker rooms or not, but the second you step into that stadium, everything is against you. Um, that, I think, is the difference here. I think it's really close. I think it's a really good game. I think both these teams are actually very good, but I'm going to go with the Hawkeyes simply because they're at home. Yeah, I'm taking Iowa. They're at home. I, I The Penn State-Wisconsin game still in my head. Wisconsin just went up and down the field against them and – Oh, Graham Marks can't handle a snap, or else Wisconsin probably beats Penn State. I'm going to take Iowa at home. Next, Michigan getting zero respect, traveling to Lincoln, only one-point favorites, ninth team in the country. Coach Powell, what do you like? Again, we got that uh, this power conference here. Uh, team that's well below average is slightly a dog to a team that's ninth in the country. But anyways, here we go. Um, Nebraska is better, okay? 
Um, they have played a lot better as of late. Early in the year, it was like, oh, here goes Nebraska again. Um, Nebraska uh, played overtime to Michigan State, which is a top 25 team. Lost a tight one to OU. Um, that's Oklahoma. OU? Uh, Oklahoma. Okay. Um, they would Go definitely Bobcats. they would definitely beat the Ohio Bobcats. They are bad. <clears throat> um, and they beat Northwestern pretty soundly last week. Michigan, a lot of talk about Michigan. Can they handle the pressure? Um, everybody's talking about Michigan the first time. They're going to beat Ohio State and might be in my lifetime ever since I've watched college Feels football. Like I don't remember it. But it is a lot of pressure. Michigan is the better team. If they want to talk about beating Ohio State, they can't lose to Nebraska. Uh, I don't care where it's being played and in what conditions. But that being said, I think Michigan's power running game, their defensive line, I've been a little impressed with their uh, Michigan's defense. I think they're a little better than they have been. Their offense gets a lot of press because they're running the ball. I think they pound the ball at Nebraska. Defense shuts down. The quarterback's not going to be able to run elusive like he does. I'm going to get Michigan to cover here. <clears throat> yeah, I, this is a game I, I almost wish Don Brown to pick this game. Don Brown, the former defensive coordinator at Michigan, who has since been removed from the program, I almost wish he was still there because I think he would do really well against Adrian Martinez, Nebraska's quarterback. Um, I watched Nebraska play Michigan State, and every single play it looked like was just blown up by Michigan State. And then Adrian Martinez would just pull a rabbit out of his hat. He'd spin three times, do a backflip, and, you know, arm punt some ball down the field and somebody would catch it. Or he'd, you know, get smoked by three guys, and they would all hit him so hard that they would just knock him into each other. He'd still be standing, and he'd take off running. Um but I think Michigan State's defense was getting too far upfield and giving him some creases. I think Don Brown's defense wouldn't do that. Michigan has a new coordinator who I think is a little more aggressive, which they like. It's working now. I just don't know if that, you know, works out to, to this matchup. But until Michigan loses, I'm going to have to go with the Wolverines on the road. I hate to say it, but Jimmer's he's rolling this year. Yeah, Michigan can't beat Nebraska by more than one. There you got Numerous problems, and they shouldn't be talking about Ohio State. All right, I'm taking Michigan minus one. That's ridiculous. All right, next up, Notre Dame travels to Virginia Tech. It's a pick em. It's a night game. Shocker. Coach Powell, who do you like? Once again, I've heard Coach Macy talk about it, and I looked sure enough, and he is correct again. Hokies get a bye week prior to play in Notre Dame. Yep. Uh, I've heard numerous big-time recruits talk about their visits to Virginia Tech and how – Awesome and electric that stadium is. I've heard comparisons to as good as LSU on a Saturday night against a top five SEC caliber team. They're going to be excited, but man, they looked really good early on. Got a win against North Carolina. Everybody thought that was where it was at. North Carolina's not been nearly as good as we projected. They lost to the West Virginia team that I just said was bad. So I don't know what to do. Notre Dame defensively, they have gotten better. Offensively, they cannot run the football. Can the Virginia Hokies defend the pass? That's yet to be seen. My boy, Barry Barno, this is a game he gets right against a terrible offensive line from Nebraska. With that being said, my boy, Amari Barno out of Westwood gets a couple of sacks. I'm saying Virginia Tech at home gets the dub. <clears throat> Enter Sandman will be rocking. That stadium will be shaking. The Hokies will be riding high. Notre Dame coming off a loss. And they got quarterback questions. I don't see going into that environment that boding well for any of the guys that will be taking the snaps for the Irish behind that offensive line. 
Pal, I got to agree with you here. I think Virginia Tech at home. All right, I'm going to talk for a minute on this one. Yeah. I got to give Marcus Freeman some credit. He's been much better in the last, I'd say, three or four weeks. Um, the defense has been better, more four-man fronts. They were they were pretty good against Cincinnati. Their offense turned the ball over three times um, in terrible territory, which gave Cincinnati 10 of their 24 points. So they've been better. They still need to be able to get the big stop. Um, Cincinnati drove 80 yards in a minute to close out the half to go up 17 to nothing. That, that was a big stop. And then Notre Dame climbs back in at 17-13, and the defense doesn't get a stop. But they've been better. So they'll, they'll need to be very good tomorrow night at Virginia Tech because their offensive line is a sieve. Their offensive line coach has struggled. They can't block anybody. They can't pass block. They can't run block. So what quarterback is going to start? Coach Kelly has not stated. It's either going to be, of course, Jack Cohn or Drew Pine. I feel bad for Jack Cohn. It's not his fault. He's not mobile. His offensive line is the worst Notre Dame offensive line I may have seen in my lifetime. So I think you have to start Drew Pine because he gives you a different option. Okay, at least keeps the linebackers home, the backside um, ends home. He has the ability to run the ball a little bit. I think you have to start him, but that environment is going to be, I don't care how good Virginia Tech is, that environment will be tough for a first-time starter. So with that said, Virginia Tech, if you can't beat this Notre Dame team, just cancel your football season. Sure. I'm going to go Virginia Tech in a pick em. It will be close, but Virginia Tech, if you can't win this game, just get out of the ACC. All right, next. Wow. Bama. Or, or, or stay in the ACC. Yeah, one, one, yeah, that's, yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> Bama, minus 16 at AM. I got a feeling how the panel is rolling with this one. Coach, who you got? Is it Coach Whitmore. Coach Whitmore, go ahead. Sorry, I was on our tangent there. <laughs> Yeah, AM, I, I kind of about three weeks ago, we started talking about them, and I said I put them in the overrated category. Kind of had some things go their way last year. I didn't think they were as good as everyone else did. Maybe I'm alone in that thought. And since I've said that, I've been proven right. Bama is Bama. They're rolling, roll tide, rolls again. I don't care where it's at. Bama by a lot more than the spread. Yeah, Texas AM, I read a stat the other day that, uh, Jimbo Fisher and Kevin Sumlin have the exact same record in the SEC and overall record in the first three years. And Kevin Sumlin got fired, and Jimbo Fisher is getting these raises, so they think that he's a lot better it's than he is. Best ever, right? I it is. It. it is not even close here, boys. This is. I don't need to talk very much about this. Bama is going to absolutely smoke them. I'm going 42 to 14, so that's way more than 16. So I'm going Bama to absolutely cruise. Bama, enough said. All right. Big big game tonight, 7.30 kickoff at Bluffton High School. Hometown showdown, May River versus Bluffton. Good luck, Sharks. Safe travel and probably be a little rainy tonight. Wear your rain gear, grab your umbrellas. Go Sharks. Go Sharks. Go Sharks.